Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum. Glenn, how you been, buddy? Good, Casey. We're just freezing here, but we're it's getting a little warmer. So, but it's like negative twenty yesterday. So, yeah, it's uh, it, you guys have been just getting hammered up there, man. I feel, yeah. I feel for you. I was I was in the truck with my boy the other day, and we were coming back home, and it was thirty five degrees in Scotts Bluff, and and uh, something came across the thing that Chicago, Illinois, was like windshield of negative 60 or something like that and it was 90 degrees i was like man dude it's 90 degrees warmer here than it is there go, that's that's mind-blowing that's crazy yeah so you guys need a break so uh it looks like it's supposed to warm up this weekend you guys get uh get a chance to unthaw a little bit yep right on well today you were talking you want to talk about the transition law that's in place here going in between uh what the uh 199 um deal and, and how that's going to work moving yeah, forward uh, you know we're still we're talking about you know the grain glitch fix again um and looked back you know we we've talked in the last podcast we talked about the the final 199a regulations that got released and so a lot of a lot of hubbub about that you know in late december we were you know with the holidays and things i don't know that we've talked about this transition rule before and so just wanted to make sure we, we hit this. Um, unfortunately, we do not even have proposed regulations on this transition rule and how this works. So uh, that's part of the reason why, you know, we were like, well, we don't maybe know what the rules are. Let's not speculate because, you know, they're going to issue proposed regulations on this. Never have. I feel like we do need to address this transition rule. And this is only an issue for 2018 tax years, you know, for people that have a, you know, calendar year in, you know, just say a Schedule F farmer, uh, anybody that's, you know, 2018, that's, that's the year we're talking about. So it doesn't apply in 19 or 20 or after that, but it does apply in 18. And it basically has to do with transitioning from the 199 rules to the 199A rules. So, you know, it's just one letter. But it's it's important. So the 199 rules, were, co-ops were able to get some pretty nice benefits there, and manufacturers and things. And now they've you know expanded this to 199A affects a lot more businesses. And so what do you do when you're transitioning between two years? And it's it's for co-ops. So you got to be a farmer that's selling to a co-op. So if you're selling grain to a co-op, this this matters. Um, if you're selling all your grain to a private grain elevator, you know, this, this, this transition rule is not, does not matter. Um, so, but it's, if your co-op has a fiscal year in, so you got to sell grain to a co-op and your co-op has a fiscal year end. So here in our area, you know, quite a few of the co-ops do have a fiscal year end. Um, so I'm just going to assume your co-op has a June 30th fiscal year end. Okay. It might be May, it might be July, who knows, but. If it has a June fiscal year end, so the first thing is know what your year end is, the co-op. And basically, then part of your grain sales may not be eligible, will not be eligible for this 20% deduction, potentially. 
So the rule is, well, the co-op filed their tax return, right? They have a 630 year end, 63018. You know, they might have filed their return, right? What last fall? And they have filed under the old 199 rules. Okay, so included in that fiscal year end, right, was January through June activity, right? January through June of 2018 activity. And so unfortunately what this means is that farmers who sold grain between say January through June, again, assuming you have a junior end, your co-op has a junior end, your sales would not be eligible. The profit on your sales to that co-op would not be eligible for the, the 198 deduction for this year only. So it's kind of like you have to look at your year You've got to split it out between how much grain did you sell before the co-ops year end, how much grain did you sell after the co-ops year end, and do an allocation. But the bottom line is, it may not be as simple as here's my overall schedule of income, and I get to take it times 20%. Because again, how much, what's my percentage of sales pre and post that co-op year end? So Okay, so you're saying that if you sold it within... Within the the year, the physical year of uh, co-op. the co-op, you're good to go. If you sold outside of that, you're not. Okay, opposite. You're not good to go. So if you okay. if you sold it through anything, you sold through June 30th is bad because the co-op was using different rules. Oh, you know. Okay, I'm following you now. I'm tracking. Yep. Right. So basically, sales after are good. Now right. you know with the way prices are. You know, I don't know that there was quite as many sales in the fall, say, of 18, right? You know, right. a lot of times there's a lot of sales in January of 18. So it could be, you know, let's again, assuming you got that June 30th or in for your co-op, you think, well, it's 50%. You know, I'm only going to get hit by 50%. It could be larger than that, right? If a lot of your sales, you know, if 75% of your sales were between January and June, you're going to lose 75% of your reduction. Right. So it's yep. just a transition rule. Now, presumably, when one DNA you know would go away, then you would be able to pick up these extra months in the last year, right? Everybody else maybe isn't able to, eligible to take it anymore, but farmers are still operating under the the old rules. So it could potentially come back and help us at the very tail end. But for right now, it's unfortunately an extra computation. So you've already got to do a computation between how much grain is sold to to a co-op versus a private grain elevator. Right, that's the grain glitch fix. You know, you, you might have to allocate your sales. You do have to allocate your sales between those two things. Now you've got to take your co-op sales and allocate them between pre and post fiscal end. Yeah. So just what we need is more more calculations, Casey. Man, you this has gotten to be a pretty complicated yeah. mess. I mean, yeah, you don't know what you do when, where, and I mean, yeah. it's just kind of a crazy, crazy deal. And again, we don't have proposed regulations even from Treasury that might give us some examples about how this might work. You know, how do you allocate the expenses? There's still some questions. So I, again, I didn't want to speculate on this, but it's just some time, you know, that now, now, now that it's February here that we need to, we need to, you know, address this issue and there's nothing you could have done about it. Right. And nothing to do. Um, but you just, just, we're going to probably have to give more information to your tax repair to, you know, to break out your grain sales on a monthly basis. So, man, that is crazy. I mean, this yeah. is this is this. It started out to be a, a a pretty good deal, but it was kind of one of those unforeseen things. And now you're all this other unforeseen stuff. Then you really don't even know what you're supposed to be doing yet. I mean, we're still yeah. speculating it's, on what what it's supposed is, to look like. It is speculation, and so um, 
I don't know. Hopefully there'll be some guidance coming out. But what concerns me a little bit, Casey, is why hasn't guidance come out? Well, you could, well, obviously the shutdown could be part of it. But, you know, this has been going on for a while. In March, right. uh, it was passed in March. Um, all the other rules for 199A were proposed and released in August of 18. So is the reason they haven't been released because there's even more complications? You know, there's, there's something they're wrestling with in the calculations. And so, you know, that they're still deciding how to do this, you know, it's maybe not as clear cut. I don't know if, cause if it was relatively simple, you think they would have released them pretty quickly, Yeah, but they haven't. So it gives me a little pause on what, what else might be lurking out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like there's a, I mean, the government doesn't work very fast anyway. I get that, but this has yeah. been, it seems yeah. what would be very sl- a very slow pace of yeah. really kind of going nowhere. Haven't really changed yeah. much since we started, talked the first time. Yeah, I mean, you think all the press that the grain glitch got, and the you know we did get the fix, and it did it did you know attempt to level the playing field pretty well. You'd think that the government would not want to you know create any extra stir on this. They they get the final rules, you know, the proposed rules out, and then try to finalize them just so there wasn't any extra uncertainty with this issue. And, Unfortunately, there there is still some uncertainty, um, yeah. at least for the 2018 tax year. But hey, you know that's the year we're talking about right now. So right. it's got kind of, right. So well, man, it's some crazy stuff as usual, Glenn. But you've got the information, you're on top of it. So folks want to reach out to you and ask some more questions about this, or just maybe have another tax question they they would like to have answered. How would they do that? Yeah, it's best to call our, our office here at Heinel Banwert. Our phone number is three zero nine. 694-4251. We'd be happy to take any questions that you've got. And you can also look me up on Twitter at Glenn Birnbaum is the handle. Right on. And make sure you guys follow him. If you're not if you're not following Glenn, make sure you do that. He's got a lot of great information he puts out there and and uh, when it comes to especially stuff like this, he's he's on top of this stuff and he's uh, he's tweeting out some some opinions and stuff that he sees out there of, of various tax laws and codes and stuff like that. So, so Glenn, uh, make sure you at, make sure you follow Glenn on Twitter. So, well, Glenn, um, right. Good stuff as usual, and we'll uh, warm up there, buddy, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Casey. Thanks. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. Remember, if you want to continue any of these conversations, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com. You can also visit the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Here you can find Morning Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger and Angie Setzer. Also, Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum. Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. You'll be able to hear Dryline Farmer Podcast, Girls Talk Ag, the Topsoil Podcast, Ag News Daily, Working Cows, Heifer Please, Throwback Iron, and Ask Agnes. Please visit movingironllc.com. Here you can find information, details, and updates for the 2019 Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe at your favorite podcasting platform. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. So until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey Seymour. Out. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here.